Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, does a handshake mean something completely different to a cannibal? Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. People have written in to me and said that every time my mother snores, the dog in their house goes nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Couldn't imagine why. Well, I don't want to give the game away, and we have been doing this for five years, but my mother isn't actually... In the room <gasps> next door. She's not. I know. <gasps> it's been a ruse, oh, a deceit no, of the first order. I'd like to say I figured that out last week. We are very <laughs> clever, man. <laughs> you bring to the table more than I realised. Right. My mother is four thousand miles away in East London. This is a dog's chew toy, and my mother would be pleased that she's doubling up uh, <laughs> as a dog's chew toy. But all the dogs in the world going nuts as we currently speak. They're mm. listeners as well. Yeah, This is our Christmas special. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. We listen 4,000 miles away to my mother snoring because we are six hours ahead in London, of course. My mother snores whatever she listens to before she goes to bed. It picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Put the patients on the trolley. Yes, human centipede. Can't watch that again. Oh, gross. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. Tell me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates. I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. 
She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also a producer and sound engineer. Heather is going to write a modern Christmas song called Baby, It's Cold Outside. It's the story of a woman arguing with her husband about the thermostat. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. Do you think you get to a certain age in life? Because my dad is obsessed with the thermostat. He's up and down out of his chair every few minutes fiddling with that, just twisting it around. He also watches. You get to a certain age as a man and suddenly you have to watch the weather channel. So my dad, all he does all day is fiddle with the thermostat like Manishii. He watches the weather channel and he's got one of these thermometers that tells him the temperature outside and it's linked to something on the mantelpiece. And that's his life. That's all he does now. He's obsessed with it. This is what happens when you get to a certain point. Is that why you have it? In your life. I don't think I'm quite there yet. No, you just watch the You're channel. You're one piece away. The interesting thing is, well, he lives, of course, in Britain and Britain's very temperate. There's just a small range of temperatures. It's going to be wet and rainy. cold. Rainy. Really rainy. Mizzle, <laughs> pizzle, drizzle and mist. We it's have like... so many words for rain. If you don't look at the weather channel, where I'm currently living now, you will die. You will die. It will be minus 40. So it would blow his mind to be here. Oh, he wouldn't be able to cope. He, he, would, have a, <laughs> he would have a wig off, as we say in Britain. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to cope with that kind of shenanigans. I also wish to introduce... The mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle has been laying under the Christmas tree this week to remind her family that she is a gift. That's true. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Anyone who believes that men are equal to women have never seen a man trying to wrap a present. True. Just thought I would share. They wrap presents? Apparently. Mm. Oh. I now wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad is going through the four stages of a man's life. We've already touched upon this, of course. Mm-hmm. Number one, he believed in Santa Claus. Number two, he didn't believe in Santa Claus. Number three, he is Santa Claus. And number four, he looks like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Are you sort of between two and three on that yeah, scale? Yeah, get in there quick. Getting towards <laughs> three. I remember as a child, and this is our Christmas special, of course. As a child, I was the oldest cousin in my generation. My granddad managed somehow, I think from his workplace, to get hold of a Santa Claus outfit. Oh, nice. So all of the cousins were gathered around for Christmas at my grandparents' house. As the eldest, I got the job of helping my granddad put on his makeup, glue on his beard make him look like santa claus i spent an hour working on this in the spare bedroom did all the makeup the rosy cheeks all the beard the glass the whole works right he then walks in to the lounge with a huge sack of presents all the younger cousins are like whooping awe and wonder my grandmother says if you want to read the presents out ted you're gonna have to put your glasses on (gasps) no she didn't destroyed in one sentence i tell you wow I'm going to go through the room. What's your best Christmas present you've ever had? What do you remember from your childhood? And you think, wow, that was the best Christmas present I've ever had. Well, you know, we've been doing this show for years. And I think you've actually asked that before. But I'll answer it again. Yes, because we've done this show for five years. And every Christmas for five years, I've asked you the same question. And I'm going to give you the same All right. What's the worst Christmas present you've ever had? 
Oh, well, see, now that would take some thinking. So I'm just going to give you my best. Sure. My best is a Cabbage Patch preemie doll. Oh, right. Frank. Frank. It's Frank. Preemie? Frank. Yes. yes. They were Cabbage Patch preemies. Yep. And his name was Frank, and he was smaller than regular Cabbage Patch dolls. Stunted. And... And he smelt like baby powder. And he had a bald head and blue eyes. And if anybody has one, please give him to me because I miss him. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? What are you thinking of there? It made me laugh because I saw Heather did a post about one. But my favorite Christmas present ever was an Easy Bake Oven. Oh, yeah. And the brownies are just about done. (laughs) (laughs) It's very odd, isn't it? That back in the day, the kid would get an assault rifle and, and you get a vacuum cleaner and an oven. Oh, yes. Very interesting. I got one of the first ever computers, home computers, probably in the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, it wow. was something like 48K. And my watch has more than that. That was more than took the man to the moon, 48K, wow. back in the day. But it was programmable. And you had the little breakthrough game where the ball goes up and down against the wall. Do you know one of the other things that I got as a Christmas present? Evil Knievel. <gasps> no. Stretch Armstrong. And this is things that Buckaroo. parents got their Twister. kids. Kaplunk. No. A wood burning iron. Oh, so I'm oh, eight yeah. years old yeah. with a wood burning iron running nice. around the house. That's like getting a tattoo kit. <laughs> yeah. They're very quiet in there. What are they doing? <laughs> 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 Little Johnny's covered in tattoos. <laughs> I got a carving, uh, um, a wood carving set when I was like 12 as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there yeah. goes a finger. <laughs> Excellent. I almost think it's when... beneficial for kids to get presents like that because you're learning about how to use knives and health and safety. There's so muddy cotton. Oh, there was no health and There was no help and safety. If you lost your fingers, that's your fault. That's yeah, the Darwin Don't Award. come crying so, to me. Yes. When, if you uh, break both your legs, don't come running to me. When I was about nine years old, I got a Nintendo. And that's how I learned to box. Not from the Nintendo itself, but with my friends who came over. And if I died because of them, oh. fight. Nice. I, I, I used to like playing with Wii. I mean, it's got nothing to do with computers. I just like playing with Wii. What about Rock'em Sock'em Robots? I always wanted a set. Never got oh, those one. Those things were so cool. My brother had an evil Knievel. Wow. If we had these presents now, we'd be rich. You can yeah. buy these on eBay. Was it Stretch Armstrong? Yes. He's yes. worth a lot of money, too. He, he is, but he's, not, he's not done any cycling since that drugs bust. Yeah. Oh. You want to be careful. <laughs> no. That's terrible. Like, stabbed him to see what would come out. Nice. (laughs) He was, of course, the first man on the moon. This is Series 3, Episode 43. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. I have the glitter and bow-covered gong of infinite knowledge with the sticky tape of statistics and the festive fun of fascinating facts. That's a lot of F-words right there. (laughs) Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. That signals the first round. That is a lack of general knowledge. I'm going to give lots of points away. I've got my pen poised, moist, and ready to go. Worst things to say after opening a Christmas present. Ten points each. I'll start you off. Oh, you shouldn't have. That's my cat. That's your cat. I've never seen one that shape before. Is it supposed to be moving? Ooh. Did you keep the receipt? Why does it smell so bad? I just don't read that well. Ha, ha, ha. Good one. Now, did you really get me a gift? Ooh. I thought that was a good selection. I will give lots of points away. I'll give Michelle... 17. 30. Steady on, madam. Oh. I'll have 100 there. I think okay. Chad chipped in and probably got himself a 40 there. Heather, I'll give you 40 as well. There we go. It's very philanthropic. 
I like the one about fossil fuel. Does anyone else do this? But when I fill up at the gas station and I'm pumping gas, I sit there and wonder what dinosaur I'm putting in. Mm. I say, thank you, Triceratops, for my gas today. Thank mm. you, Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's all fossil fuel, right? I'm wondering what dinosaur I'm putting in my car. Does anyone else have that thought? Or is that just me? Mm. Apparently, that's might, just might me. Just you. I'm glad I mentioned that on air in a hundred thousand people listening in 190 countries all over the world on this day in 1948 in washington dc actor samuel l jackson was born oh. happy birthday sir famous of course for being in jurassic park pulp fiction django unchained die hard shaft snakes on a plane star wars kong and nick fury of course in the avengers series so for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Samuel L. Jackson. I'd just like to say he narrates my favorite children's book. Which is... Go the F to sleep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. You want, I'm sure that you, can be arranged. You've got to look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. That's a fabulous book. <laughs> it's Christmas. Why didn't you buy that for your kids for Christmas? Jackson attended Morehouse College, which is in Atlanta, Georgia, where he studied what unusual subject. So what subject is Samuel L. Jackson first start studying? And he wanted a career in this field. Let your imagination run riot on our Christmas special. Mm, biology. Any form of biology or just biology in general? Mm, microbiology. Microbiology. Small particles. Things we cannot see. Yeah. You're going to stick with that, are you? Until I think of something else. It's going to be a long night, mister. Michelle, what do you think Samuel L. Jackson studied before he became an actor? Crickets! Crickets. I was going to say entomology. You're thinking insects. Crickets. Crickets. He studied crickets. Yeah. That's very specific. Well. Okay. We're going to go with crickets. What would you like to add to that, Michelle? Anything you'd like to uh, explore there? Entomology or... There's a whole world of subjects out there. Anthropology. Anthropology, the study of mankind. Chad, what do you think he studied? Uh, the pre-African culture. That's a very good guess. I'm going to give Miss Morris a couple of points. It's our Christmas special. Yeah. I've wrapped them nicely. They have a nice bow around them. You get to open them first. He studied marine biology. Oh, wow. Ooh. You can see why I asked you what type of biology <laughs> nice. he studied. Wow. I guess this wasn't his porpoise in life, though. Yeah. Oh. I, I love this Show. Apparently, he didn't do very well in his grades. He was below C level. Oh, God. Samuel O. Jackson was one of the ushers of what famous person's funeral? There you go. Throw that out there. What year? I will give you a clue. 1968. It's a very good clue. Is it? Yes. He was an usher at a famous person's funeral. I shouldn't have given you that clue. You should, or you may then get it from that. But it was 1968, Miss Morris. Dean Martin, I don't know. You're going to go with Dean Martin. I think he lived a little bit longer because he managed to know. preserve himself in masses and masses of alcohol, which was very <laughs> lucky for him. What are your thoughts, Michelle? I thought Michelle and I have the same guess. I'm going to go with Martin Luther King. Yep, yep. You are 100% correct. There we go. He was at. He was an usher at Martin Luther King's funeral. Good points to be won there. I should give you a couple of points, Michelle. Chad, you're now up to 42, would you believe? <laughs> I find it remarkable that both Martin Luther King and George Washington were both born on holidays over here. 
What are the chances of that happening? So was Jesus. That's remarkable. There you go. And Christopher Columbus. What are the chances of that happening? You were born on April 1st, weren't you? Oh, nice. Thank you. Close. Just 17 days. If my mother would have pushed a little harder, I may have made it. But she decided to cross her legs and I came out two weeks later. Jackson decided to accept the script and appear in the film Snakes on a Plane based solely on what? Snakes. Based on snakes. On a plane. He loves snakes. On a plane. He wanted snakes on a plane. That's right. That's the sole thing. That's right. He decided to take that film. Because it was so obscure, he's like, that sounds like fun. What could be more fun than snakes on a plane? That's right. Michelle, do you have any thoughts? What did he accept that script? He decided to be in that film solely on what? I should know the answer to this because I've watched this clip. But I can't remember, so I'm going to say the location. The location, the plane. It's in the air. Well, wherever they filmed <laughs> the wherever set they was... filmed it on the set. You mean they weren't in a plane? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, you've ruined it. You're ruining my life. Spoiler alert. God, it'll be the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny next. You swine. Chad, what are your thoughts? It's the title, and when they said when they tried to change the title, he tried to quit. Chad, you are on <laughs> nice. fire. He decided to take up that role solely based on the title. He hadn't even seen the script. Hello. Uh, okay, Morris, you're going to get a couple of points. I'm feeling very philanthropic, and I don't want to be the Grinch. Do you know that? I was in the cinema when this film came out and I literally saw a couple and one said, should we go and see Snakes on a Plane? And the woman said, sure, what's it about? (laughs) (laughs) His reply was, horses, horses on a boat. That made me laugh. Samuel L. Jackson's films have earned a combined box office total, and I have to gather myself now, of, let me see, I can't even read my own writing here, $114.646 billion. Oh, I believe it. He's not earned that personally, but that's what the films have grossed when all that list of films I told you at the beginning, plus many more that I didn't read out, like Jungle Fever, for example, are all put together. He is second on the list of famous actors that have grossed the most amount of money in film, cinematic history. And you know that I've got a love of the cinema and I have an MA mm-hmm. in film mm-hmm. studies. Yeah. So in your points tonight, I just need you to tell Johnny me who's Depp. top. You think Johnny Depp has grossed more in films than any other actor in the history of cinema? Yeah. You're going to go with that, are you? Yeah. Michelle, who would you think would be top? Second's pretty impressive, right? Cary Grant. Cary Grant. I know it's got to be an action star, but I'm not coming up with a good one, so I'm going to go Jackie Chan. I want to say Bruce Willis or Harrison Ford. Uh, it's Harrison Ford. Oh, boom! Mm. I should she give you some points. She came in at the last. <laughs> she got that on her sixth go. It is, in fact, Harrison Ford. Of course, all the Star Wars, all of the sure. Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, I forgot everything, about All that. those franchises. And he's been in a lot of other things as well that I haven't Bugger. got time to read out. On this day, in 1937, the animated classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarves premiered for the very first time so for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mm. The movie contained how many separate pictures. This film could never be made ever again. Every single picture, every single frame was hand-drawn. And I'm going to give you a clue. We're in the hundreds of thousands, but I need to know how many individual hand-drawn pictures appear in that film. No, hmm. closest one 
will win the points tonight. I'll give you another clue. It involves 750 artists. 750, huh? 750 artists worked on that film. It'll never happen again. It'll be oh. far too expensive. It couldn't be done. It was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Now we have computer-generated all kinds 535. of stuff. 535. So when I said thousand. it was in the hundred... Oh, well, here we go. 535 thousand individual pictures michelle what are you thinking higher or love higher seven hundred thousand any thoughts there chad i'm gonna go higher yet yeah, uh eleventy thousand eleventy thousand yeah. <laughs> yeah i know in this country you're imperial and we're go, metric but yeah. eleventy thousand it will be let's go 1.1 million miss morris has won <gasps> tonight's points you all went very high it was two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, individual pictures drawn in that particular film. Miss Morris is up to a rather nice, happy, Thank grumpy, you. dopey 46. I'm not dopey. For, no, you just she's not <laughs> as dopey as Michelle looks. Shut up. Oh. The voice of Sleepy went to actor Pinto Calvig, the same guy being what other famous Disney character. So have a think about Sleepy. Have a think about the voice of Sleepy. He was famous for then doing the voice of another well-known, popular Disney character for tonight's points. You just need to tell me who that is. Mm, it's in the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Winnie the Pooh franchise. Mm, so Winnie Tigger, the... Eeyore. It's either Owl. Winnie or the rabbit, maybe. I can't even remember the rabbit's name. I'm sure someone's rabbit. shouting that. It's, it's called rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> See, it's confusing, isn't it? Ooh, yeah, it's one of those. You're just going to spread yeah. your chips all over the table and you're just going to go. Yeah. Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will take that answer. What are your thoughts, Michelle? Which famous Disney character was the voice actor also did? Sleepy. Goofy. You're going to go goofy. What are your thoughts, Chad? Uh, I'm going to say it's completely opposite and Speedy Gonzales. You are 100% right, Michelle. Bam. It was goofy. If you think about his laid back kind yep. of droll Laid you can back. see but he did goofy and he also did <laughs> sleepy what a friday night that was got them drunk of course beforehand uh. the voice of the witch was made rough oh. by actual actress lucille Laverne doing what before she read her lines and this wasn't one of the clues we Whiskey read out and cigarettes well that was the exorcist <laughs> 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 you're thinking before she did the witch a couple of packets of cigarettes and whiskey grab the bourbon you're going to down that, and then you're going to yep. read out your lines. That's right. I will take that answer. Michelle, what is your answer for that question? She drank a whole bunch of milk. She drank a lot of milk. Does that normally give you a rough voice? No, I don't know. I Makes think it she's, cleggy. If she's yeah. got a uh, allergy to milk, <laughs> that's probably something that probably wouldn't be the best thing in the world, would it? Chad, what are you thinking? She did a lot of screeching. Sounded like a banshee. That works. I know... Do you know the film, um, the film, the song with Harry Nilsson? Do you remember John Lennon worked with Harry Nilsson in 1971, 1972? Wasn't born yet. Yeah. No, I can't forget this evening. Oh, your face as you were heaving. Mm. I held your hair that night. It's very true. John Lennon and Harry Nilsson went out. They did a bag of coke. They got completely drunk. They came back to the studio. They recorded that song. Harry Nilsson doesn't even remember it. They were completely wasted stoned out of their brains the following morning they decided to actually record that properly and he couldn't hit the high notes that he reached the night before so that entire song was the recording of when they'd just done a night out and were coked up and they couldn't replicate that so they used that recording that's exactly what's this what got to do with dwarves 
you were mentioning the fact that you got a creaky, squeaky voice by drinking alcohol and screeching a lot. Yeah. Cocaine. She removed her teeth. You just took her teeth out. That's all that was required. That was all that was needed. Take out yours and try it. Wow. (laughs) When have you said that before? (laughs) (laughs) Might I add, I visited Disneyland in California and I went on all the rides, had a blast. The only thing I was scared of that made me jump a foot out of my seat was I went on the Snow and White. And in the, the kids seven, section. In the, the little kids. kids. Yeah. In, in the toy town section. And you just happened to Toon be with town. me. Toontown. In Toontown. And you just happened to be with me. Well, we were filming a TV show. That's Let's get right. that right. We were in LA to do That's some right. filming. <laughs> That's right. And so we thought, why not? Let's go. What happened? Well, the witch suddenly appeared on this kid's ride <laughs> in Toontown. Slowly. And you defecated yourself. <laughs> she turned around with an apple in her hand and was like, ah. <laughs> Morris jumps. I'm like, seriously. Oh, my God. That's awesome. The only thing. I could go on anything else that it was scary. It takes Didn't a lot to me. scare you. Unbelievable. Yeah. Snow White, by the way, finds a random corpse in the woods and kisses it. Slightly odd. Slightly bizarre. Who does that? That was then. <gasps> this is now. We enter the round that we call Mailbag. We love the mailbag. It's our Christmas mailbag. If Ooh, you go onto Facebook, if you search for us on Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Everything is there for you. All of tonight's comments, all of the stories, the jokes, the banter, the cartoons, the camaraderie. There is so much on there. It's one big Happy, glorious family of MQTA from all over the world. Yeah. If you're not on there, you, you are seriously be. missing Please. out. Join us on there. Your ears and eyes will love you forever. Ever. Go and find us on there. Leslie, our good friend and listening oh, in Iowa. Yeah. Hi, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. She sent us a Red Cross Christmas food parcel. It was amazing. It was. It contained chocolate. It contained alcohol. It contains socks and books and many other amazing and incredible things. So I just want to thank her for that. They've been distributed. We will take yes, photographs thank of that. You. Yeah, we want to thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. And we appreciate your support. Leslie, of course, listens on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 o'clock Central Time each Friday evening with 100,000 other listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Now, we'll read a couple of those out in a moment because we had three in strange and odd countries creep into the top <gasps> 10 this week and we we'll always like to read those out and give them a shout out jerry our good friend and Hi, listener jerry. Yeah. he's Good from jerry. michigan he sent us an amazing christmas card he yeah. has written your show has been a true ray of sunshine oh keep up the good work that's very kind of you so we appreciate that and we've got that hanging up in our studio at the moment that's very very kind of you. Of course, you can listen to our shows anytime you want. Every show we've done for the last five years are back to back for free. Can you believe that? For free. This is our Christmas gift to you. They're on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio. Everything is there for you. We're on lots of other platforms as well. Let's try and actually get them right this week. Spotify. Is that right? Yeah. What's Brussels Sprouts? Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. What's Gasbox? S- um, that is Castbox. iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. That's right. What am I missing? There's lots, lots and lots of platforms. Lots. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. But if you're listening on SoundCloud right now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show? Why not give us a nice review on iTunes and Stitcher? That will be very impressive when we'd love to see your thoughts 
and comets and they're back to back people listen to them on car journeys people listen to them whether they're mowing the grass shoveling their snow walking the dog in the gym you can listen to us on there and we do an extra 10 to 15 minutes when we stay in the studio at the top of the hour and around we call not for your mother these are the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air because we'd get into a lot of trouble we'd be fine it's not very Christmassy. no we'd get taken <laughs> off air but we can do anything we want on soundcloud and any anything, of our platforms anything so there's stories that we find when we're looking for the paranormal that have a bit of a sexual nature to them stuff of an adult nature stuff you would not want your mother to hear they are dripping with hot globulous masses of naughtiness chocolate starfishes i don't know where that came from we're back on marine biology dripping globules of splattered stained sugar lovely what's that sugar shock and or but if you go onto soundcloud you get an extra 15 to 20 minutes of filth and some people say that's their favorite part of the show we've got some very strange and bizarre listeners but that's on soundcloud for you mm. robin our good friend and listener in massachusetts also sent us a birthday card it's got a cute couple of dogs dressed up on the front of that so we want to thank her awesome. for that and we have some new patreon listeners oh, this week. we do want to say a big thank you to Catherine. And to Ronald, we really appreciate Thank your you. help. Thank so you much. so much. And support. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, you're more than welcome to do so. We have a lot of costs. We have studio costs. All of the platforms I read out properly earlier, we have to pay for as well. And we love this show. It's a labor of love. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. And that keeps us free. This keeps us from having to charge. Yep. And yeah. we really appreciate that. And you get to listen to episodes that have never been aired. You get to listen to episodes first. You do get a lot for your bucks. So thank you to all of those people that are our patrons. Thomas, he's a new listener from Ohio. He posted Ooh, on Facebook yeah. this week. Thank you from the great north coast of Ohio. Oh. You guys are great. With the ring of the bell, I give you 20 points each. Oh, thank you. I'm winning. Merry Christmas. Michelle's now up to 56. I'm on 120. What? Heather's on 66. And Chad is up to 64. (gasps) Who knew? Such wonders. Russell says... He wants to hear the rest of the orb story from last week. (laughs) Do you remember Michelle got a sentence in, in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? It contains an orb. He got thrown across the room. He wants to know what the rest of the story there is. There were a few people who Long, long since gone. In the trash. Disappeared. <laughs> in a landfill. <laughs> somewhere outside of North Dakota, I suspect. This is our Christmas show. This is our mailbag section. I want to wish from everyone in the MQTA team as well a merry, merry and happy Christmas to all of our listeners all over the world. I don't care what country you're from. Obviously, the French uh, will ignore them. What religion you are, what colour we are, we love you all. Despite yes. what the media says, despite what politicians say, I've been to 32 countries in my life and every aspect and every circumstance, people are wonderful, loving, giving and nice. And don't let any social media tell you otherwise. Happy Christmas, one and all. And then I'm going to mention three countries that crept into the top 10 <gasps> that may surprise you for the first time. And I've never seen this in the top 10 before. Colombia. Oh, really? This is where we're getting our Coke from, apparently. So, Colombia, we want to thank... Evidently, it's still a thing. (laughs) Everyone in Bogota. (laughs) Oh, if you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking... I trust you to snort when we're doing doing Colombia, right? It's a very (laughs) odd, strange thing to happen. Wherever you are in the world, you can now have 
a shot. So Prost, cheers. Or a line. Salute, <laughs> Skull, wherever you are. Kuwait. They've been in the top 10 before, really? but Kuwait crept in again. Wow. And Pakistan. That's right. Wow. We had Pakistan creeping into our top 10. Hmm. So thank you to all of the people listening thank all you. over the world. Colombia, Kuwait, and Pakistan. If you wish to go to my Twitter account, you can do that as well. Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. My books are out. If you want a nice Christmas read, it's not too late as well to get yourself a Christmas gift or to have a stocking stuff. All my books are available on ghosts, hauntings, history. I've written many, many books. If you go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee, you will find them on there. We have a good friend of the show. Her name's Antonia Felix. She's actually been a guest on our show in season two, if you remember such wonders. Hmm. Very funny, very intelligent lady. She actually got a PhD several weeks ago, so she's now a doctor. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Felix, and she got that from the University of Mankato. So congratulations for that. She's written an amazing book, and I really want to plug that. She's a good friend of the show. She's the number one best-selling author in the New York Times best-selling list. There has been a lot of critical acclaim for Antonia Felix's latest book. She's written a book. She writes biographies of powerful and famous women. Elizabeth Warren, her fight, her work, her life. She's in the news at the moment, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. I just want to read you a couple of reviews about that. Katrina Hoover, she's the editor and publisher of The Nation, said, it is riveting. You need this book. Gloria Steinem's review said, this book will not only show us what a leader can be, but who we can become. And former U.S. Secretary of Labor Robert B. Reich added, compelling, important and relevant to the present and future of America. So it's Antonia Felix. Look her up on Amazon. Elizabeth Warren's biography. That would make a fabulous stocking stuffer as well. And good luck to Antonia for that book release. And congratulations on your PhD. Now, Curse of Oak Island. (gasps) Oaky (laughs) Pernoki Swamp. If you're not aware of this, every Tuesday... At 8 p.m. Central Time, live on Facebook, we chat whilst watching The Curse of Oak Island. We have hundreds of people taking part. It's very funny. I laughed out loud many, many times. The show, The Curse of Oak Island, has almost become an irrelevance in the background as we're watching. The jokes on there are incredible. I just want to go through the highlights of The Curse of Oak Island from last week. For the last eight seasons, going back over 10 years, all of their equipment has said there's a void It's a cavern. They need to access the (laughs) void. They finally got a geologist in after 10 years, and he said it's a sandbank. And they also said the metal casing of the tunnel, which was causing the drill to stop, was bedrock. So that's 10 years of my life gone by. That's resolved. Let's all go home. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I find this hard to believe. I will sum up the episode from Tuesday. The cross they found two seasons ago is French. Okay, that was it, really. Nothing else really happened. (laughs) Some of the comments, some of the things that are posted, if you want to see them, they're hilarious. Go onto Facebook right now. Trail through the last few days. You will find the Curse of Oak Island and all the people that participated. Join us 8 o'clock on Tuesday, Central Time, and watch the Curse of Oak Island whilst we comment on it live on Facebook. The lady that put the word search up was incredible. It was so good. Funniest comment oh, of the night. Yeah, there was, was a word a search and it had at the top treasure, gold, found, Knights Templar, and then it had nothing and nothing was circled. <laughs> <laughs> the German specialist who came on and was a metologist uh, looked like Muppet from, looks yeah. like Beaker from Beaker, the Muppets. Yeah. Muppet. He looked, phenomenal. can I say he looked 12? 
Yes. I said he was a kid down in his mom's basement. Oh, God. Well, at least he's studying metals and other things on the internet. We don't know that. Well, the Germans are very good at doing that, of course. Yeah. This is true. So join us on there, 8 p.m. Central Time. And remember, there's not an episode next week. You'll have to join us the following week. Yep. And I think they're butting two together. So it's a two-hour special. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to be two so drunk. Two hours of coconut fiber. <laughs> I can't but wait. There is a drinking game attached to this as well, of course. We have a Christmas charity. There's a lady who doesn't live more than a couple of blocks away from us. Her name is Clarice. She's in her 70s. She runs the Food Shelf in Wyndham, a small town in southwest Minnesota, a population of four and a half thousand. She fed over 400 people this month alone. So if you'd like to help people that are struggling this Christmas to have a Christmas dinner, to be able to feed their families, it's a very worthy cause. I know the woman personally, the people around the table, all of the MQTA team know this woman personally. Every single cent of your money, I 100% guarantee, goes to the food shelf. So if you'd like to contribute a check, and remember, if you give freely, you receive freely. And what a gift to give someone some Christmas dinner this year that's struggling. We never know when we're going to need these things, right. do we? But if you wish to donate a check, I'd be very grateful. Any amount would be gratefully received and used. But you can write your check to the Cottonwood County Sharing Centre. That's the Cottonwood County Sharing Centre. And I will post this on Facebook again. That is P.O. Box 173, P.O. Box 173, Wyndham, Minnesota. That's 56101. 101 like George Orwell's 101. 56101. Mm. And I will, as I said, post that again. Anything you can give would be gratefully received. And I guarantee that is a fabulous cause and something that you should be donating to. So many thanks. As always, Chad, we enter the part of the show where you will deliver your random fascinating fact of the evening. Sivu play Dr. Peters. Not all doctors take the Hippocratic Oath. It's not required by law, and some people elect not to. I yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah, I decided to pass on that as well. I just, you know. That, that's medical doctors, by the way. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> for my art history, I didn't bother. Is where we are. That, that part makes sense. I like the idea that someone's having a baby and someone says, is there a doctor here? And I step forward, deliver a baby, and at the end say, of art history. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying in the road. You've been hit by a car. Is there a doctor? Well, I'm an aromatherapist. I have some lemon. <laughs> Make way, I'm an aromatherapist. Your leg's broken in three places, but it's okay. I've got patchouli. You'll be fine. <laughs> this is where we are. Michelle scored 56. I'm on 120. Heather scored 66. And Chad's in third place with 64. That's never been said before. As we enter the round, that is right. ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs as Michelle found out last week. Spooky <laughs> supernatural events scare cops in celebrity medium sex abuse interview. Detectives questioning a celebrity medium in Brazil. This is why we can't have cameras in the studio. There's a lot of things going on in the background, but for the benefit of radio, there's a lot of mime taking place. That's incredible. Unbelievable. I've never I'm gonna give you points for that mime, Michelle. Detectives questioning a celebrity medium in Brazil. Accused of sexually abusing more than 300 women have reported spooky goings-on during their two-hour interrogation. Unexplained incidents ranging from a bizarre computer crash to wiring on electrical appliances suddenly short-circuiting appears to suggest supernatural forces were at play during the interview. Or the state of Brazilian power grid. The mysterious problems unnerved cops but didn't deter them from collecting the testimony from faith healer Yahweh da Faria. 
Detective Carla Fernandez, responsible for coordinating the task force investigating the allegations, claimed that as the supernatural guru began to speak, strange things started to happen. She said suddenly the computer that was being used to transcribe the suspect's answers to the allegations seemed to have a life of its own and the commands on the keyboard just wouldn't work. When the clerk tried to enter the medium statement, the keys locked on a specific letter and 0000 was recorded continuously on the screen for several seconds. Although this has never happened before, bemused agents put the incident down to a faulty computer. But when the printer in the room began to print without receiving a command and a fridge blew up, their thoughts turned to paranormal interference. Or living in a third world country. Don't tell me the toilet didn't work and there was no running water. Des Fernandez said, It was hot in the interrogation room and I decided to turn on the air conditioning. I plugged the lead into the extension shared with the mini fridge and the electrical wiring suddenly exploded, burning out the fridge. Everyone in the room screamed with fright. According to the officer, the 76-year-old spiritual healer, who is accused of sexually molesting women during private consultations, stayed silent. She said, although these things happened and surprised us, they failed to interfere with our work. He didn't say a word. Exploding wiring, or oh, that's just not frightening. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you will find the story for yourself and much, much more in glorious Technicolor. I shall give myself two points for being a little bit informative. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Mm, something that you are going to find extremely entertaining, especially you, Mr. Lee. I'm always entertained. I was very well entertained as a child. If you gave me a bag of pencils, a few soldiers and some cars to play with, I'd be sat on the carpet for hours, minding my own business. Well, during a recent interview, Jennifer Aniston, the friend star. My favorite show. Your favorite. Let's get a group of white middle class people together and that will be hilarious. It's your favorite. One where they don't have to work and they just hang out without any ethnic people or any disabled people. Is it something, something, whatever? I don't remember the song. I know it's the Rembrandts, but then I do have a background in (laughs) art history. (laughs) Well, she had actually, um, she's been forced to call a ghost whisperer in the past. And she admitted that during an interview. Speaking to host James Corden on the late, late show on December 6th, Aniston recalled experiencing a spate of unusual occurrences after moving from New York to Los Angeles. The dishwasher would start to go, the coffee maker would start to go, or the stereo would just turn on at full volume. And it was terrifying! They weren't made in Brazil, were they, by any chance? <laughs> Wow. You always think quality electrical goods if you think Brazil, right? Mm. Well, I'm thinking to myself, seriously, the coffee maker turns on, really, you're scared of that. Or the radio turns on, you're scared. That is so ridiculous. But whatever. It's drama queens. After confiding. So you're saying bunk. (gasps) Drink. If you're playing the bell, bunk and snort, she's bunked her own story. I didn't. Does that mean we can have two drinks? I have not bunked it. I think she is very truthful in saying that she called a medium. A radio randomly turning on is way weirder than the fridge blew up when I plugged the air conditioner into the same outlet. It's like in in a third world country. Well, (laughs) a Christmas story. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. 
It was just a light switch. I'm sorry. But whatever. After confiding in a friend about the issue, she was advised to call in a spiritual medium or large. When the medium arrived, they walked around the house. It's a bit early for those kind of jokes. <laughs> they rocked around the house with a dish of frankincense. Uttering as Mur. they went. I know this is our Christmas special. Do uh, they have see, see, I should get points for that. I brought frankincense. Ah, Comedy gold. <laughs> According to Aniston, the dish actually cracked on its own in the corner of the room. The incident ultimately resulted in the actress moving out after she was told that the spirit had developed something of a dislike for her roommate. So the ghost... Hates wait. her roommate, so wait, she decides wait. to leave. <laughs> wait a minute. Aniston has a roommate? Because she didn't... can't make the rent? Right. <laughs> yes, it might be a roommate. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing the uh, you know, oh, the commas okay. with my fingers yeah. for the benefit of radio. Now, this was in the past, so it could be a friend's thing. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> what happened Who at cares? the house after Who cares? that, however, remains to be a total mystery mm. lee wow haunted friend or she's around the bend you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee i should give you more points miss morris after yeah, a very healthy you. rounded 68 mum claims daughter three captured peter pan granddad talking to her from behind <laughs> the grave katie mercer was letting little madeline record herself on her phone when what sounds like a man's voice can be heard on the app the tot with a harlequin filter over her face says into the camera, a cheeky little. But as she pauses to think, her male voice appears to prompt her with the word monkey. Katie, 24, says she was freaking out when he watched the footage back and showed it to her mum, who immediately identified it as her late husband, Peter Mercer. Madeline was just five months old when Peter, who was nicknamed Peter Pan by his friends, and family sadly passed away at the age of 63. Katie of Conway, North Wales, said Madeline likes to take videos of herself on my phone. This time she was using a filter, but it's not a voice-changing filter. It's her voice you can hear for most of the video. I didn't hear the man's voice until the fifth time I replayed the video. Madeline starts off by saying, cheeky little, and then she pauses. And she's thinking, while it's pausing... You can hear a male voice say monkey like he's prompting her. And then Madeline says monkey. The ma That was a young Welsh five-year-old's voice. I'm doing very well with my acting Nailed tonight. It. The man's voice and what he's saying is so clear. It's crazy. When I first heard it, I really freaked out. I showed the video to my mum and she instantly said it sounds like my dad. Quite a few people have said the very same thing. It is a bit freaky, but I really do believe it's him. And it's so comforting to know he's with her and looking after her. The video isn't the first time Katie has thought her dad might be watching over Madeline. The little girl often tells her mum about a ghost in the house. And instead of playing with her little sister Louisa too, she sits alone chatting away in one-sided conversations. That's very creepy when kids do that. Isn't Are it? you waiting for me to say bunk? <gasps> oh, no. Let's hope the ghost isn't just saying it's her granddad. Uh. It's true, I tell you. It's Peter Pan or the ghost <coughs> of the wrong man. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of 
ghosts and hauntings. Oh, a video begins as a group of socialites gather around a table in a bar. Nobody reaches for their drinks as the group chat away beside the fruit machine. Suddenly, a the full... What? It's a slot machine. A slot machine, yeah. Oh, it's called a fruit okay. machine because okay. there's like cherries on it and melons and... I, I was picturing like the worst vending machine ever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> D3. I've got a pair. <laughs> Like Let's play. Brown What's my banana. fruit? <laughs> What's my fruit? Let's just pick random numbers. It's all kind of flies around. It. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of fruit flies inside, buzzing around. Worst thing ever. You do get fruit in vending machines, don't you? I suppose, that but it's dried fruit, maybe. I'm or sure, like fruit snacks. I know this is America, but I'm sure there's places that deliver food. In fruit form oh, in a I'm vending sure. machine. Yeah. yeah. Like slide the door open. Oh, no, I've got the you orange. You can get a car in a vending machine now. Yeah. Did you not hate it when you were a kid? At the end of your meal, you say to your parents, can I have dessert? Can I have a pudding? Can I have afters? And your mum says, well, you can have an orange or an apple. That's not dessert. Apple's not dessert. No. What's wrong with your woman? That's not dessert. Spotted dick and custard is dessert. Rice pudding is dessert. This is where we need to be. Yeah. Not an orange. That's not That's not. Fruit. That's a <laughs> terrible dessert to have. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reliving my childhood. I feel like I'm in psychotherapy. Oliver Twist. <laughs> That's right. Jeez. So the reason I uh, <laughs> the reason I chopped up all those people, put that man's dead <clears throat> face in my fridge, and buried everyone in the backyard was because my mother gave me an orange. Yeah. For dessert, it wasn't mm. my fault at all. You wanted a chocolate orange. Get out of jail, free card. What have you got there, Michelle? Oh, then suddenly a full pint of Guinness slides off the table <gasps> and drops to the ground, much to the frustration of the drink owner. Oh, yeah. But just moments later, another drink plummets to the ground from the same table, covering yet another unsuspecting customer in Bia. Maybe they should <laughs> fix the leg. Yep. You know, I'm yep. thinking that. I'm thinking that. In a third clip, which was reportedly filmed less than 45 minutes later, a man in a fluorescent coat can be it's just fabulous <laughs> can be seen with a nice pint of the black stuff but then the drink falls off the table once more splashing his groin with beer as he jumps forward in shock the bizarre video has gained hundreds of views since its upload to reddit and many viewers are convinced that the spilt beers are the work of a ghost i'm convinced it's time to put a coaster under that table yeah right i have seen beer glasses just randomly Aww. move across the table because there's a thin film of mm, liquid right. and liquid it just kind of works it, uh, it decreases friction one person who claimed to be a local to the pub claimed Many customers have reported this happening to them. I lived at the pub for over three years nice. and experienced <laughs> lots of strange activities. He said, I am also a highly functioning alcoholic. <laughs> Clearly. Nice. Well, it is Ireland. <laughs> it's almost accepted. <laughs> but then you guys are right. Uh, one viewer wrote, a thin layer of liquid will allow a glass to move off a table like that. Another explained, glasses with condensation on them can induce slide. I've seen this happen. And while it looks terrifying, it's not paranormal. And throw in a rickety table leg and... Voila. Before you know where Good you thing. are, you've got ghostly activity. We're bunking our own stories tonight. Have a drink wherever you are in the world. Michelle, you get two lucky Irish limerick points. As we mm. move into the round that is cryptozoology, it's green men, it's hairy beasties. 
The strange creature washed onto the shore of the Half Moon Bay in Oregon this week after a storm caused waves of up to 50 feet high. In the video, the giant object can be seen lying motionless on the beach. It does look like some sort of creature, remarked YouTube theorist. It doesn't look like the remnants of a shipwreck, he continues. It does have some similarities to some sort of squid. Really? He goes on to point out, what he argues could be a creature's rib cage as onlookers take photographs of the unexplained creature. The baffling footage has gained over 50,000 views online since it's uploaded yesterday. And viewers have been having a field day speculating on what the creature might be. The Kraken is real, one person has written. Another responded, I kept expecting a tentacle to reach up and grab the guy on the beach. There's a joke in there somewhere. A third... <laughs> For the life of me, I can't find it right now. Do write in and tell me what that joke is. Wow. A third commented, my guess is that it's a decomposed carcass of a wow. Others argued the object could be just a large body of seaweed labelled by some as blob squatch. We go look at the blob nice. squatch. Nice. I like blob squatch. Many Anna, viewers Anna. were quick to criticise the quality of the footage taken. Kraken on the beach... Or that's a bit of a reach. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee as we run into the final round. It is the round of the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world. Miss Morris, did you want a cryptozoology story? Yeah, because it's wonderful. Go on then, I'll let you have one. It's Christmas. Squeeze oh, it's one Christmas. in. Squeeze in the hairy beasties and green men. Go on. You're going to love it. I know. I'm already moist with anticipation. A Montana man who has been out target shooting at the weekend, ended up becoming a target himself, sadly. According to reports, the unnamed man had been out minding his own business, his own beeswax, when he became aware that someone nearby was taking pot shots at him. Oh, my. Well, as he ran for cover among nearby trees, two shots came perilously close to hitting him. When he eventually emerged... He confronted the perpetrator who had a black Ford F-150. All perpetrators have a black Ford F-150. Take note. Take note. Absolutely. Now, look at here. Look at here. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> I thought Mary, you, Jesus, I, and Joseph. I thought you was a Bigfoot. It was a hairy man. <laughs> That's what the shooter <laughs> reportedly told him. I saw a hairy man walking away. <laughs> I don't just take. No dang target practice. But if I see something that looks like one of their big feet, I tend to shoot at it. I just shoot wow. like this. Bang, bang. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Why am I here? Why am I here? He advised the victim to wear orange when out in the woods in the future to avoid looking like a target or a, one of them big feet. Y'all. Authorities had initially been skeptical of the man's story, but then a few days later, a woman came forward to report that she had also been shot at by a man <gasps> in one of those stupid big black Ford F-150s. <laughs> he must be stopped. <laughs> We're working to find this person, <laughs> this here person. Left a man's decapitated body lying next to his own body. The it's man which this time has no name. <laughs> it's Highland. of great concern that this individual might think it's okay to shoot at anything, particularly something that looks like a big feet foot. 
pretty nice. Bigfoot. <laughs> it was worth waiting for, wasn't it, Morris? I'll give you two more points. Oh, my God. You're up to a very rounded, hairy Montana mm. 70. We are now going to enter the round. It is strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world. It's too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of S&B? Oh, God, I get to go again. Do You're it. a lucky woman. Oh, no. You guys are going to love this. It has to do with Christmas stockings. Oh. You ready? Yes. A man has ended up in the hospital with severe fungal infections oh. in his lungs. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has been caused... He smelled socks. Sniffing his socks. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> He's been Nailed huffing. <laughs> huffing his socks. Why would you do that? Uh, the unnamed man from China. Ah! Nothing could be finer than sniffing socks from China. There was a young man from China <laughs> who decided to sniff her. No. Oh, no. The unnamed man from China would take a whiff every day at the end of work. As he was changing into more comfortable clothing, he would take off his smelly socks and inhale the odeur. <laughs> odeur de feet. Oh, oh, God. No. Oh, no. Here it goes. If you get that on the, the carpet, you're going to be clearing that up, Michelle. Have you ever smelled defeat? Have I ever smelled defeat? <laughs> your feet are like a rotting grave. I oh, tell you, you take your shoes up. off. It's like the first <laughs> waft of warm air that came out of the crypt when Friar Lawrence got the door open. <laughs> As a result, he caught an infection from the fungus among us that had developed in his footwear from his sweaty, his sweaty feet and spread into his lungs when he breathed in the little tiny spores. The man was admitted as an emergency case to the hospital in the city of Zhangzhou, which we've heard about. It's always in Zhangzhou. This is where it always happens. Where an x-ray confirmed it's the that... the of China. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice! I'll that show you some nice. animals. Let's go to the Zhangzhou. Uh, well, they kept him for treatment. They confirmed it was caused by his frequent sniffing of his own defeat. <laughs> People with a foot fetish have been known about for many years, although the fascination with socks is less well known. <gasps> I have to say this last sentence. But earlier this year, a 21-year-old girl in America oh, yes. revealed that she had attracted... Michelle, a sock daddy, who was prepared to pay large sums of money for her sweaty socks or defeat. What? Why am I not on that bandwagon? Where's my sock daddy? You'll kill someone. I always said we should sell our (laughs) underpants. Good God, you'd have to wear some first. That is true. true. We venture into the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Thank you for coming to find us. This means you're now on one of our platforms so why not cut and paste what you're listening to and spread it on social media and tell everyone you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world thank you for coming to find us press the little orange love heart if you're listening on soundcloud write us a nice review like good job mqta if you're listening on itunes or stitcher this is the round we cannot read out on the dark matter digital network they're the stories from around the world that are laden with filth and innuendo, you have been warned if your mother's of a nervous disposition. She needs to move. She needs to leave the room. If there's young children hanging around, give them one of the presents out of the Christmas tree. Let them play with that. On the stairs in the hallway, what could possibly go wrong? Mum accidentally bakes a rude Hercules cake for her son featuring a very well-endowed horse. Mm. I thought horses by default were well-endowed. If that's a well-endowed horse, what are we now looking at? A golf bag? I'm just saying, you know, if that's a well-endowed horse, we're already at a place where a horse has a little bit more 
than the average animal, is all I'm saying. Not that I'm an expert on this, but I've seen a few fields. I've lived in the Midwest. <laughs> I've been around a few animals. They do everything to everything and anybody, don't they? Every farmyard animal is at it with every other farmyard animal. Nature finds a way. Where are you living? In Minnesota. <laughs> I tell you, I've been in this state for so long that I can actually tell different types of animal defecation just by the smell. Oh I grew up God. in East London, but I can tell you right now, if I'm driving along with the windows open, I can tell you the difference between horse, cow, turkey and pig defecation. And this is a gift. This is what the state of Minnesota has blessed me with. Not many people have this skill. You haven't had very good Christmases, have you? That makes very me so poor Christmases. Sad. Arboring over a cake for hours, only for the design to let you down, is a struggle all bakers have faced at one time or another. But one devoted mother has been left red-faced after the Hercules-themed birthday cake she made for her son ended up very rude. Piece of cake, Michelle. Yes, please. There you go. Take the large piece. Mm-hmm. Submitting the hilarious baking fail to the award. Family. Awkward photos. Instagram page. The woman's husband wrote, My cake, my wife, was supposed to portray for me a Pegasus and a baby Pegasus. Who bakes a cake in the shape of a Pegasus? Nailed it! Nailed it. <laughs> she doesn't understand why everyone keeps laughing. Why there's no denying... Having the silhouette of both the baby Pegasus and his older self on the cake is a nice idea. The execution has spectacularly backfired. If you look closely, like really closely, at the white silhouette, the gap between the younger Pegasus' neck and wings has accidentally left the older Pegasus looking rather well endowed. Left your eye out. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Take into the comments to poke fun at the Disney design. One user wrote, Took me a minute to find the baby Pegasus. I must admit. But I found the fifth leg in seconds. I got to fifth base. Do you think it would have helped if they would have put an eye in it? (laughs) Do you see the way it follows you around the room? Confused by the daring design, another added, where is the baby Pegasus here? (coughs) But we personally have to agree with the person who wrote, this is still an awesome cake. (laughs) Awesome cake, or for heaven's sake. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the rather well-endowed birthday cake in the shape of a Pegasus. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A woman was left baffled when a fake tan fail left her with a penis-shaped mark on her leg. It's just the way she was laying. You mean they're not supposed to be there? (laughs) I know when I'm lying out in the sun, there's often a big white patch down (laughs) my leg that the sun hasn't had the benefit of accessing. The UV beams haven't managed to penetrate beyond the shadow. Mm, That's Mm. just the ball outline, isn't it? (laughs) Wow! Yes, there's not so much lead in my pencil, but lead in my pencil case. Oh, my God. Oh. Lovett and electrician boyfriend Jay Frost, both 29, had been spooning during the night 
as her tan developed. Nice. He's now got brown balls, has mm-hmm. he? Oh, that is such crap. I'm going to call bunk on the story. I saw the mark on it's her exactly leg. It's exactly a penis. She did that, A, on purpose, and B, there is no penis that looks like that. No. I'm sorry. You say that. Go but take a-, a look at it, guys, and see what you think. Hang on. And I'll yours sh- looks hey, nothing hey, like hang it. Hang on. Let me You've sh- seen let, it? Let me show you. Hang uh, on. Here we go. No. There you are. Look at that. <laughs> Draw around that. Why Go is on, it orange? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my crayon out. <laughs> Nice. Oh, you better so... go back upstairs and get another box of chalk. So cute. Uh... Look at it. It's like a little sleeping fruit bat. <laughs> I think I shall bat. flick it. Oh! <laughs> Sometimes it's more painful if you just catch the end, you know what I'm saying, rather than a full pelt in the berries. Fruit bat. It's like a little fruit bat. Look at it, just sleeping, just mm-hmm. nursing. Yes. Like it's looking oh, gross. Head. What have you got there? Keep going, Michelle, All and I'll right. try and wake him up. They had been spooning during the night, according to Kalu, and her tan developed with his arm and hand. Mm-hmm. Arm and hand, less spooning. Leaving the rude looking imprint. Poor Kalu from. What type of a freaking claw hand does he have? <laughs> He's got a wanking claw. Like a lobster. Lobster gal. Oh, lovely. What is that called? It's called something specific when they have the lobster claw hand. Mm. I I taught a child once. I had a child come into my art lessons. I had to teach that had afflictions. It's very difficult to teach a kid how to draw when you're handing him a pencil like that. I just He did a very good job. He got through his exams and did very well. Great. Credit to everybody. Well, they're from Kidderminster and was left walking around with the embarrassing outline for four days. Four whole days. And she was forced to wear tights to cover it. Oh, yeah. poor. The indignation of having to wear tights to cover up the silhouette of a willy. Yeah. She said it looked like a penis. It was quite a large size. Bigger than a hamster, I suppose. That's a strange thing to measure against. Bigger than a hamster. I like guinea pigs myself. Mm. But it's smaller than a bread bin. Possibly a pig. I don't know where this is going, but I'm slightly scared and concerned. I don't know. I'm just using it as a a rule of measure. Hamsters like that, right? They're They're not very large, are they? It's better. I suppose it's better than a gerbil (gasps) or a mouse. Yeah. If we're getting rodents, you know... You'd want, a, you'd want a wombat, wouldn't you, surely? Or is that a marsupial? It gets That's confusing. A Wrong What's group. a beaver? That's a, a rodent. <laughs> is that a rodent? Yes. Let's play What's My Rodent. There's points <laughs> to be one. World's biggest rodent. Look at that. It's almost the size of a pine martin. It's a wombat. Wombat. I've said that. It's a marsupial. You cannot have a wombat oh. in the round of What's My Rodent. Oh... A rat would be a What's large What's a kiwi? Rodent. What's a kiwi? It's like a small hairy fruit, isn't a it? A bird. No. It's a bird. That's oh, a bird. Man. We're getting around, aren't we? We are. Is there a story trying to get out? Yeah. Muskrat. Those are huge. They're yes. Mean. We could spend a lot of time sitting here <laughs> shouting Muskrat. out. Muskrat. An inventory of all the animals yes. that were on Noah's Ark. She said it looked like a penis. It was quite a large size. Bigger than a hamster, I suppose. I had to keep trying to fake tan over it. Oh Yeah. I was a little bit confused at first, and I was thinking it was an outline from an actual penis. I was thinking, I don't think I've ever had one near me. 
be terrible if that, it was like a... Did she actually say that? Yeah. She might have a mushroom stamp. Can you imagine if that was on her forehead? Maybe that would be more embarrassing. You'd have to, to walk around with a bandana. Yeah. You'd have to spend the week walking around like you were a Japanese suicide pilot from the Second World War. I saw his arm and the big tan mark on it and realized that it all made sense. I was initially confused when I woke up. I bet that happens a lot to her. I don't think it's just when she wakes up. No, you're right. She's just confused in general. Jay found it funny. At first he thought it was a ghost penis on my leg. Now you see it, now you don't. Yeah. The phantom flasher. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I showed everybody and they were just laughing at it it, as it wasn't disguised at all. You could blatantly see it. Obviously, when I went to work, I had to wear tights to cover it. I had been planning not to wear tights, but I couldn't do that. That's upsetting. Yes. Distressing. Fake tan pro Kalu always showers before getting her glow on and lets it dry before she goes to bed. I've never had it go wrong like this, but obviously his hand has been there all night because we were spooning. So it came off. He won't do that That again. is such bunk. It really is bunk because she wouldn't have been laying on nice sheets if her friggin' tan hadn't dried yet. Well, who can leave their hand in one spot all night? I can't. You can? Phantom. Willy <laughs> Tan. It. It's been like this all night. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh man. I yeah. see what you've done oh, there. Man. Yeah. Apple has been trolled over an App Store cartoon that appears to show a man with a Christmas tree in place of his todger. Ding dong merrily on high. The festive tallywhacker was reportedly uploaded. <laughs> I want to start a rock band called Festive Tallywhacker with my friend Clive Tallywhacker and like Colin it. Festive. It's going to be a combination. Was reportedly uploaded to the Today section of the App Store, while Apple promotes apps for your iPhone. Each Today story gets its own custom graphic created by Apple's team of graphic designers. This particular story was about how apps can help you save money over Christmas. And the baffling image shows a man producing a surprisingly phallic Christmas tree from what looks like his crotch. Mm. But what about the baubles? The man <laughs> is holding the tip of the tree, sparking ridicule. A Reddit thread highlighting the apparent gaff has been liked by hundreds of users. The original poster has written, Is that a Christmas tree? Or are you just pleased to see me? It took me a few glances to figure out what was going on in this app store image. Users made quips like, Just the tip and, Well, it is wood. <laughs> Sounds like an episode of The Curse of Oak, Oak Island. Island. And many were just confused. So why did Apple upload a Christmas tree willy to the App Store? Well, they didn't. As one user noted, they said the perspective makes it look like it's coming out of the crotch. But I think it's supposed to be coming out of the pocket. And that's what I told the judge. And I'm sticking to that story. Christmas tree willy or don't be so silly. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see the glorious erect Christmas tree plunging itself into Mother Nature in glorious Technicolor for yourself. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening. What have you got for us in the round of Not For Your Mother? Yes, sex robot brothel that was set to go down in history has flopped. What? To the side. No. Maybe to the left. Was there a willy on it? (laughs) I've not got beyond the fact that it's going down. Uh, 
after <laughs> failing to reach its climax of $155,000 fundraising target. That's a lot of money. It's a ton of money. You're Founder... going to need more than a Patreon and FundMe site for that. No, they did set it up for that exact amount. Founder Unicole Unicron, <gasps> or Unicorn. Is that his real name? I think so. Had envisaged Eve's robot dreams would become the first consent-focused robot brothel in the world. I like the fact that it's a consent world. robot. Yeah. Knowing yeah. my yeah. luck, I'd get turned down by robots as well. <laughs> well, now this... Not only is it depressing that I've been turned down all year long, but the toaster's now turned me down, and so is the microwave. Reboot. Reboot. Error. 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 Reboot. Error. Nice. I'm being turned down by inanimate objects. That's bad for my ego. Uh, Error 404. Nice. (laughs) Whatever that is. I usually get that. Like the Roomba. (laughs) I'm not having sexual relations with that Roomba. Ever again. (laughs) Ever again. She doesn't write. How long does it take to send an email or a text message? Mm. Completely ghosting me it is. Well, um, however, her campaign, so it's actually a her that's running this, Uh for the venture accumulated just $2,659. They're a long way, only $148,000 short then. They were close, right? Equivalent to just 1%. She didn't have a big following, but the brothel was to be aimed at those who have wild fantasies, want to explore without cheating, and are interested in taking their relationship with technology deeper. It was the way that food processor was looking at me. It was asking for it. He's looking for the hard drive. Oh, mind you don't get a ninjury. What does one of those dolls cost? I'm going to tell you. Okay. I think. Would you want one for Christmas? Well, I'm doing a little math here in my head. And for one punter, any one of the ones that would like to give her money, which obviously didn't happen, who coughed up $10,000 at least for the campaign, there was an opportunity to fly to L.A. for the opening party. For the opening. And be the first person to take one of the dolls on a private end public date you'd want first dibs wouldn't you you want to be the you one would. at the end of the week you when would. it's been you know washed out with I, a bit of death i am and... not cleaning that look at it. his nose is running oh, oh, oh no well i'm gonna get into this and you're gonna oh you're gonna it. get into okay. the gritty details meanwhile to have sex with one of the eleven thousand dollar pound eleven thousand pound that was that fourteen thousand dollars a bit more than that you're you're going up to seventeen thousand there and get to know her personally in a private curtained booth do you many hookers you could do you know how many hookers you could get for seventeen thousand pounds well no 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 that's how much the dolls mike tyson's friday night hold on you're misunderstanding that's how much the dolls cost yeah that's just your doll if you want to go into a private curtain booth, it would set you back 122 bucks. You can't get a hooker that's, for that's that. That's just so you, you can. can. What's wrong with you? You go wow. to King's Cross Station. Not quality. You can go well, on yeah, the corner. Now we're talking and, quality, are we? You can go on the corner and get one for two bucks. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could buy a watermelon for two bucks. Oh! Or a pizza pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Hot pocket. <laughs> I knew it. I knew 
<laughs> I've burnt my lips on those. I'm not putting that downstairs. Could be blowing on it first. Jeez, it's like molten lead. You can go find a pumpkin. <laughs> Charlie Brown did. Oh, that's so wrong. Well, anyway, that is, it's uh, going to cost okay. you, it's going to cost you $122 just to get to just know Just to get personally. to know it. You know yeah. someone's made love to a hot pocket. You know that's oh, happening. Of course. of course they have. Do you know the number of things we found out people have sex with on this show? We should probably do it for our New Year's special. Yes. I'm writing, Write that I'm down. writing that Damn Write it. that down. I'm writing that down, There too. was a woman from the Philippines that went out swimming without any drawers on. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, we know these Got things. Got pregnant from a fish, right? That's yeah, absolutely pregnant right. fish. Well, Unicole, who describes herself as a cult leader, previously insisted that the brothel would be respecting to robots' rights and was keen to do so to avoid a robot rebellion in the future. So thank God she's got that covered. Okay, good. Wasn't there a film, was it AI, where there was a, Terminator. Uh, a sex worker robot? Yeah, he was Jude Law. Oh, that's right. Jude Law, absolutely correct. I've never seen that. That's right. Is it good? It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not okay. terrible. Yeah. Well, uh, she said staff would be paid a living wage, and she was keen to work with authorities in L.A. County to create a safe and hygienic environment. The robot dolls are based on the real doll Harmony X, but would have, quote, unquote, modifications. Don't know what those are. Don't ask me. I wonder how many people have got this on their Christmas list. You did. But we couldn't afford it, sorry. If you said to me, we'll buy this doll for 11 grand, I'd say, never mind that. Let's go out and buy ourselves a decent second-hand car. Get a RAV4 for 11 grand. Wow. Only a couple of years old with 30,000 miles on the clock. People would still have sex with it, too. Absolutely. Uh, yes, I could there be a are mecha- people that yep. love mm-hmm. cars. Mechafiles. Is that yeah. right? A mechafile? I, probably. Crash. Well, <laughs> guess would be offered the opportunity to spend time with their favorite robot in a private room, but also be invited to build a relationship with their robo-sex friend using, that's right, a smartphone app. Sure. Everyone would have been expected to purchase their own quote-unquote insert, which they must place Uh. in their choice of robot orifices. Do you have to plug these in? I no, I think maybe they charge them. I don't know, but you can pick your orifice. You can either do vaginal or anal are available according to the campaign. But I don't understand why they don't do oral as well. That I mean, if you're gonna do it, go all out. You plug all the holes. I don't care. <laughs> wow. I just want to. I might just sample that. I'm just going to clip that sentence and just play that over and over again. This is where I'm going to be. Now the fundraising campaign has come to an end. It's not clear if Unicole will pursue other avenues to raise the cash for the wonderful brothel. How much costs the sleeve? Uh, It doesn't say, but all I can say is, oh, holy night. (laughs) Lovely. The vag is brightly shining. Well, you've got your flashlight on it. That's why. <laughs> they took it over to Britain, forgot it was 240 volts, and it took him two hours to get the smile off his face. That's a lot of banging on that doll to get our money back. 
robot sex or whatever next outrageous what a way to end our christmas special well all good things come to an end so let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead batteries michelle who managed to score 58 and comes fourth in any other circumstances michelle you would be winning she wins a brazilian fridge a brazilian <gasps> computer and a brazilian oh! merry christmas a bit cold for that just saying, <laughs> in third place on 64 points, he's Chad. He wins a pint of Guinness, a ticket to Ireland, a broken table, and a splash in the groin, apparently. I'll take oh. it. He'll yeah, take that bad. any day of the week. Not in bad. second place of our Christmas special tonight, Miss Morris scored 70. It's she wins fair. a field trip to Montana with a shirt with a target on it and a large hairy man. <gasps> oh, Just like any other Friday night in Dairy Queen for Miss Morris, but winning wow. our Christmas special and the 33. $3,000 IR camera that's wrapped up in festive Christmas paper with a large bow is myself who managed to score 122 <laughs> points. Freaking amazing. <laughs> I win a lung fungal infection through an olfactory sensation from a sock daddy in Beijing. Sentences you never thought you'd ever read out <laughs> on True. the radio. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can also donate a single dollar to the show if you go to Patreon. And look for MQTA Radio. We would be very, very grateful over this Christmas period. You can also nip over to SoundCloud now as you listen to our German outro music. Search for MQTA Radio. We're going to stay in the studio and do an extra 10, 15 minutes of filth for you. You've been listening to MQTA Radio, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. We are the light before... The Darkness, my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota, we want to wish you the best and the merriest Christmas ever. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts in MQTA for all of your support this year. We hope to continue that into the new year, of course. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>